welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host. I am super pumped that you're listening. On this episode of Water with Lemon, I'm chatting with Caroline Cobb. Caroline is a singer-songwriter that I was introduced to last fall. She creates incredible music that is so truth-filled. A 10 out of 10 recommend going and listening to her most recent album, A Home and a Hunger. It walks you right through the story of the Bible, and I have never heard music like hers before. So today, I'm chatting with Caroline about what true success looks like. Because the world tells us so many different things about how to define who we are and how successful we are. But Caroline gives us so many truths about the difference between what the world is telling us and what God says about what true success is. So get your journals out, because this one is note-taking worthy. I took two pages of notes. So get out your journals, get out your favorite pen, and let's get real. I hope you guys enjoy our chat. Hey, Caroline, how's it going? Hi, Emma. Good. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, so why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about yourself and what life looks like for you these days? Yeah, um... I am a mom and a wife and a singer-songwriter. We have three kids at home. They're eight, six, and four, girl, boy, girl. Um, And I love, what I really love doing is writing songs from Scripture that tell the stories of Scripture. Um, I also love, like, discipleship and, um, yeah, those kind of things come together uh, with songwriting from scripture and telling those stories. So my life kind of looks like a mixture of uh, hanging at home with my kids and um, doing all the things, the mom things, and then writing songs and playing shows and all the things that come along with that. So it's a, it's kind of different every day, but those are the things that I'm passionate about and what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing right now. So I love that. I love your music. It's so stinking good. I think Thank I was introduced to it through Instagram, the power, you know, the power of word of wow. mouth or whatever. There it is. Yeah. yeah. I think my mentor from College Station, who I had her on the podcast a couple weeks ago, I think she just like put it on her story and um, your most recent album that you released last year. It was like yeah. my jam for a while, like working out. I was like, this is so cool. Like, you know, just like going through the Bible. I thought it was so mm-hmm. awesome. Thank you. I'm, it's really fun to hear like how people find it. And then it's really meaningful. I hope that it's affecting people like in a deep way and not just like, Oh, I like the song, but you know, mm. kind of travels through them. So, um, yeah, yeah, I worked hard on it. I'm excited about it. So I feel like there's not a lot out there. That's just songs that are just based strictly off scripture. Like a lot of our worship songs or the ones that are super popular, we really like because it sounds really good but you go and look for scripture to back it up or whatever mm-hmm. it is and you can't really find it and your songs are like right. straight up like this is about exodus yeah, this is this about, is this about psalm 16 like yeah i love it it's so yeah good. i actually started it's kind of a cool story but when i was about to turn 30 um i i don't i guess turning 30 felt scary for me so i was like wanted to come up with some kind of goal just to mark that 30th birthday. So Mm -hmm. I started writing songs. I decided to write a song for every book of the Bible in a year. Wow. So like Leviticus and, Uh. um, (laughs) 
I don't revelation. think that one. <laughs> yes, there's a revelation one on the new one, but oh, not man. the hard part. There's like Nahum and stuff. I wrote, so for a year I was just writing from scripture and I was having, it just turned out to be really fun. Like I actually really enjoyed it a lot because I love studying the Bible and then I loved songwriting. So it was like this perfect moment, perfect combination for me. And so yeah. that kind of got me started doing this more, more focused on doing that specific thing. So like telling those stories creatively, but faithfully too. Mm-hmm. So, oh man, yeah. I love it. So good. So in light of, you know, being a songwriter, what, what are some challenges maybe that you've faced being a songwriter and how to like define what success looks like for you? Yeah, I think, um, I think my heart really when in music and when it's in a pure place is, um, that people would hear God's story through the music that I would just be this like vehicle, this channel for God, for God's grace and his gospel to come through that. That really is my heart. And I just to bless people and to, you know, show Christ. But I think if you're putting out any kind of work, like a podcast or a blog or, um, even work, you know, a corporate job, or if you're a teacher or any kind of work that you're doing, any kind of role, I feel like there's a temptation to define success like the world would define success. And um, mm-hmm. I actually looked it up on the little Apple dictionary, you know, mm-hmm. I love that thing. It's a, one of my songwriting tools, mm-hmm. um, the thesaurus, but I looked it up and it said success is attaining profitability and or popularity. So mm-hmm. profitability or popularity, that's what the world defines as success is attaining those things. And so I think it's tempting, especially in our culture where social media is so big, you can actually like put a number on your success, you know, your follower number or how many people approve or how much money you're making or um, how many people are coming to your concert or whatever it is. And I think that that's a huge temptation no matter what you feel like your calling is. And then I think the other thing that people fall into all the time that um, I'm tempted into is comparison, you know, Mm -hmm. just looking sideways instead of fixing my eyes on Christ and um, maybe a peer or another songwriter or somebody that's ahead of me, like, oh, you know, look who they got to co-write with or look what their, that opportunity that they got to do or look how many, um, you know, look who they got to tour with. Or I, I'm, I'm trying to say it mm-hmm. as a songwriter, but you could put it in anything like, oh, look, look what guests they had on their podcast. Like I could never get that guest or whatever it is, whatever work you're doing and just realizing like that God has a race for you to run and looking sideways is just not helpful at all. And it's not even about those things. And so I think I keep coming back to um, success to find what God is being faithful to what he's put right in front of you to do. Mm -hmm. And he just totally removes all measuring and all, outward signs of success, how the world would define it. And he doesn't, in his economy, profitability and popularity and, um, you know, comparing to other people just really aren't the way he works at all. Um, I love, so there's this, this Bible verse, Acts 20, 24. I think I learned it in, I mean, I came across it in college and it's kind of like Paul's mission statement. And um, he says, but I do not account my life of any value nor is precious to myself. 
If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. I think that that's his, that's success for Paul is not, you know, if he is popular or if he is um, profitable or if he is, you know, looking good compared to other people, but that if he is testifying, you know, to the gospel of the grace of God, that is his in, you know, full stop, like Mm -hmm. that's it. And I think that, you know, it all fleshes out for us in different ways as we like seek out how God has wired us and what, you know, what he's put in our hearts to do. But I think sometimes we overcomplicate it and like get way ahead of ourselves. Like success looks like this person who's made, you know, who's like started a huge conference or something. And yeah. I think we need to pull way back and kind of realize like the majority of us are just going to be taking that next step faithfully, mm. you know, and um, obeying in small ways. And a lot of times that sometimes that will add up to something that the world might call successful, but there's all kinds of like pitfalls in that too, you know? Mm-hmm. So just being faithful. I feel like that's, what he keeps bringing me back to be faithful mm-hmm. to what I put right in front of you to do, not what I put in front of her or what I've, you know, mm-hmm. so, that's, that's comparison. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and don't try to look at, don't judge your success based on your numbers or, um, how many people have heard it, but rather just let me work, you know, like, let me do mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. You, work hard and you, um, spend time with me and you write songs that are faithful and creative and do them well. And then after that, you know, tell people about it. Sure. But after that, like be mm-hmm. just keep Let being faithful. Do the work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So what do you think culture is telling us is successful? I mean, I think you yeah, have even, I feel like in Christian culture, I think we fall into it too, but like there's this social media culture where, you know, your success is based on, like, literally, there's a number on it. And Mm -hmm. I think when I was in my early 20s, like that, that wasn't, I feel like I'm dating myself, this is gonna say how old I am. But we like have social media, I didn't have social media until after college, right? Um, So, but just, and we didn't haven't had Instagram that long at all, right? So Mm -hmm. just the fact that social media kind of puts a number on your worth, if you let it. Yeah, You know, whether it's like followers or likes or anything, but really like it's so warped because, you know, most of the world is not even on social media. So what are we thinking about? I don't know. So I think that, and that's a huge way too to compare yourself to somebody else because Mm -hmm. before social media, we wouldn't have known what that other podcaster was doing or what that other teacher was doing or whatever in their classroom. And we would have just been concentrating on you know, what we need to be doing, what God's called us to do. And then I think there's like a, a celebrity culture too, like even in the Christian world. Um, mm-hmm. So we kind of make, we kind of make heroes of these speakers at conferences or um, somebody that's got a big like Instagram following or something. And, and they are wonderful, awesome people, but it's like when we make them the hero, mm-hmm. um, or defining success as the world defines success. And we're kind of feeling like our faithful, you know, us making an impact for God is doing that. We kind of forget that we're actually just called to everyday mundane habits 
mm-hmm. of obedience and walking forward in faithfulness. So, um, I don't know. I think that that's, I think God's been teaching me a lot about all of that and just wanting to be faithful no matter what number of people hear my songs or what, you know, or how, you know, how this continues to play out as I pursue music, or maybe one day I need to totally let it go and, and do something, something else, but just wanting to be totally faithful to what he's called and me to do and to the thing that's right in front of me to do, you know? So, Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm a songwriter. So I have these like things that I wrote down. Okay. So I'm going to share them, but they're like alliterations, right? So, cause this is what I need to hear. Okay. So this is, I'm preaching (laughs) myself. So I feel like God's success is choosing like faithfulness over following Mm. servanthood over celebrity. I mean, if you look in the gospels, like, the people Jesus honored all the time were not the stars, but like the servants. And he, yeah. he went low. He went low all the time. Um, being like a steward instead of like a steward of the gifts God has given you rather than aiming for self-fulfillment. I think that's a big lie that we can fall into. Like mm-hmm. God's put these dreams in me. And now these dreams are mine and I'm going to, you know, like this is going right. to, this is my happiness. But really like that we flip it a little bit and w- instead we're just stewards. We're vehicles for his giftings and um, hidden habits like prayer, Bible, these things that no one will see over these big heroic feats. So hidden habits over heroic actions, obedience, like in the small things over the outcome. So I think about like these missionaries that are overseas, they should be our heroes. You know, they're like mm-hmm. um, turning the soil and it's so hard and they might not see any outcome or any fruit, but they're, I mean, I know God sees their work, you know, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily see it or it's not flashy or sexy or anything, but like God sees that. Um, so I just, Yeah. And then lastly, like playing a small part in his story over him, um, playing a little part in our story, you know, <laughs> like Dang. making it about us because it's such a bigger story than our, it's not our story. We are so small. And I think that's really healthy to keep in mind as we think about like what our success is, you know? Yeah. So thank you for, um, humoring me and letting me alliterate all up in this. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was stinking good. I'm like, can I write that down right now, please? And post it on my every wall of my house. <laughs> well, I, I was doing this interview because it. I was like, all of these thoughts are brewing in my heart, but mm. until you have to sit down and talk to somebody else about it and be clear, you don't actually like write it down. So thank right. you for asking me these questions because I was like, this is what's been brewing in my heart, but now right. it feels more clear. Right to like, like actually. Yeah, it forced me to write it down, so thank you. Oh, yeah. And the active verbal processing. That's right. me for sure. I'm like, here you go. I don't know what I just said, but <laughs> yes, hope, totally. hope it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I'm, yeah, same. Yeah, that's so, so stinking good. I love this. Um, okay, so when it comes to numbers and being known, because stinking Instagram, oh my goodness, like you said, <laughs> you know, puts this number on us, whether it's followers or likes or whatever. And the 
crazy right. thing about it is that it's all so fleeting. It's like, right. you're right. You know, a few years ago, it didn't even exist. Now it's this huge way that everybody kind of defines their self by, defines mm-hmm. themselves by, even if you don't claim that, but everyone thinks about that in the back of yeah. their head of like, oh, she has this many followers. Oh, he has this many followers. Mm-hmm. Hmm, why don't I have that many, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so maybe thinking about numbers, what do you think uh, the dangers are of getting wrapped up in that world of being concerned with, you know, how many people are following us or how many people are listening to our podcast, how many people are listening to our songs, mm-hmm. how many people are reading our blog, that kind of thing. So what do you think yeah. the dangers of that are? Yeah, I think um, I think really when we get down to our heart, the heart of it, like for me with music, I was telling someone the other day, like I really would rather a few people be deeply affected and by a song rather than a bunch of like thousands of people or millions of people hear a song and like it's a it's not really a thing it's just mm-hmm. a nothing to them but they like it but it's sort of a surface level change no. right I mean because like that's that's God's kingdom at work like that's what I want um so I think being concerned about following it's just I don't know. I, God's kingdom just doesn't really work like that. Like, mm-hmm. so I found that I, I've been, these verses are super convicting, I think in our day and age. So I'm just going to read these Bible verses if that's okay. Yes, please. But Matthew 23. So this is Jesus and he's talking to the Pharisees. He's really harsh with them in the book of Matthew. He says, they do all their deeds to be seen by others. They love their place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces, and being called rabbi by others. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Mm. And then in Matthew 6, he's also ripping on the Pharisees, and he says to these Pharisees who are like praying in public, right, and also to be seen, and also like blowing the trumpet, and then giving to the poor, like, hey, everyone, I'm about to do a good deed. <laughs> And I'm going to do this good deed and post it on the Instagram. <sighs> Basically, it's like the trumpet was Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> um, he, yeah. says, he says they're blowing their trumpet so everyone will see their good works. He says that they have their reward like in full. I feel like those, those obviously different time period, but those Instagram and social media is new, but at the same time, there's still – nothing new under the sun. Like the Mm -hmm. temptations are the same. It's just fleshing out in a different way of wanting to be seen and wanting to be noticed. And even for doing God's work, like totally fall into this, you know? And, um, I think that's just a warning for us. Like we don't want the reward of being seen and approved of by others. We want the, the reward that God has for us. Mm -hmm. It's a warning that your reward is in full, you know? Yes. Um, I feel like if God may grow, you're falling. But I feel like a lot of times people are aiming for the following before. It's like they're putting the cart before the horse or the horse. Well, you know, mm-hmm. chicken, egg, heart. <laughs> I don't know. They're aiming for the following first. And they, and then their Aiming life. for the following before the faithful alliteration. That's what I'm saying. 
There we go. <laughs> they're aiming for the falling before they're just being faithful in like the small everyday things that are right, like right in front of us mm-hmm. and like aiming for this big splash and the, I don't know, the quick fame, mm-hmm. which will never satisfy. Really, it won't. It's like money. You're never going to have enough. You know, you always could use more. And yeah. so I just, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of dangers for us in that. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be like these Pharisees who love the place of honor. And, you know, if you change this to like our Christian culture, they are posting their deeds on Instagram to be seen by others. They love their place of honor at the conferences and Mm. they love being called wise and like teacher by all these other people. Mm. But Jesus just flips that all on its head. Like the, the greatest are the humble and um, the humble will be exalted. So yeah, it's really hard to serve two masters in that. If you're concerned a lot about your following, how are we being, that's really like a narcissistic concern about, and I'm totally preaching to myself, like Mm -hmm. that's a concern about our glory, you know, that we can put a number on instead of God's glory. And it's hard to put, serve two masters in that, you know? Yes, that's so true. And it's, I feel like a lot of it is because we're in this kind of like you already said, but instant gratification culture, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what social media does for us. It's like this instant, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to start getting likes. It's going to, you know, make my endorphins go crazy. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything is, I want it now. We have information at our fingertips. And so that's what we think. We're like, okay, I'm going to start this new thing that God has for me. And, you know, I'm just going to get instant success, right? I mean, I have to. But it's not what he desires for us. I feel like he is saying, hello, um, do you realize the purpose in this is not for you to be made known, but for me to be made known. And I'm just using you as an instrument. So sorry, pal, but your works are like filthy rags to me. But Mm -hmm. I love you. And, you know, I have this desire for you because of all of the skills I have given you are talents that I've given you. And I want them to be able, you to be able to use them for mm-hmm. my glory and not yours. Yeah. Um, but totally. how do you think we can truly make much of God instead of much of ourselves? Because it's honestly so easy to do in today's culture. Yeah, I know that is hard. Um, I think we are constantly praying that we would remember that we're these jars of clay that, you know, jars of clay are fragile. I mean, that's what they are, but they hold this treasure. And so, like for me, I think God sometimes calls us into things where we're both strong and we're weak. Like, mm. and maybe some of it, maybe that's not true for everyone. For me, music and songwriting, like, I love, I love that. I love songwriting, love music. But every concert, I don't, I'm not nervous to the point of like, I can't do this nervous, but... Mm. There's like a, I could totally fall on my face in front of these people or, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like there's a weakness in, in it for me. And I think it's like God, and but it's so sweet because I'm not out there to impress everyone with my voice or like impress everyone with my guitar playing skills. Because honestly, I feel like I'm just kind of so-so on all those things. But mm-hmm. yet I feel like he's called me to be this vehicle for his story and for him to get the glory Sometimes it's good for us to go out in weakness, you know, clinging mm-hmm. to him for strength. I like just read the story about 
Gideon, how he goes out to war and he's, he has like thousands of men and he's going to face this other army that has even more. And yet God like whittles them down to 300 people. Whereas Mm -hmm. on paper, they'll, they're not going to have success. Mm-hmm. But God says, I want you to go in with 300 because I want the success to be like, I want you to boast in me and mm-hmm. leave no room for boasting in yourself. Um, so I feel like it's always having that attitude and stepping into things that might he might be calling us to that might make us look. Sometimes we are going to look small, you know, and like mm-hmm. we're going to have weaknesses in it. Um, and. I don't know. Of course, I think also, like I already said, but just the hidden habits, the unseen stuff, being in his word and praying. And Mm. um, it's so it can be when you're trying to, like, put out an album or put out a podcast or do something bigger. That can sometimes be the first thing to go, which is silly Mm -hmm. because you get so busy which is silly because that's where all of that content came from in the first place is your time with the Lord and your yeah. relationship with him. And I think if we aren't keeping up those hidden habits, then we can easily fall into those temptations of making it about our story and about us and just getting, getting off course. Yeah. It's super good. Oh, I have to tell you, Emma, this is, this is my favorite line from a hymn. Maybe not, maybe not. That's too strong. One of your favorites. One of my favorite lines from a hymn. There is a hymn that says, um, it's called May the Mind of Christ My Savior, I think is the name of the hymn. And there's a hymn that says, May his beauty rest upon me as I seek the lost to win. And may they forget the channel seeing only him. Mm. And that's like, I love that part. May they forget the channel seeing only him. You know? Because you think of yourself as like, there as a channel, it really takes away your glory, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you're just a cha- You're a jar of clay. You're a channel, you're a vehicle for something much bigger than you. And that's how God is wanting us to live. Right. And so yes. that's a prayer that I like want to be over all of my music stuff. Like mm-hmm. may they forget the channel seeing only him, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, huge. Because the funny thing is, is a lot of times, you know, when I'm coming back to my journal and in my time with the Lord, or I'm in a conversation with a friend and I'm like, you know, I just have this truth and I, you know, I can't remember where it's from, but the Lord kind of put this on my heart. You know, a lot of times I can't remember the book. I can't remember mm-hmm. the podcast. I can't remember the song or the person, anything. I just remember the truth that was put in my heart. Right. And so yeah. it's like. That's so true. We forget Mm -hmm. where it came from. And that's the whole point is God wants to use people so that his message can be made known to people Mm -hmm. and his truths can be see or seeds can be planted in their hearts. Right. He's the grower. um, And we're just the ones that are supposed to plant those seeds. So, yeah, totally. Okay. So you kind of gave the example of Gideon, but you know, what are some examples from scripture that shows how God called the unqualified people and used them despite their weakness. Cause you kind of already talked a little bit about this, but mm-hmm. um, of like, you know, when you're, you are starting something new or God has put something in your heart. A lot of times, at least for me, the big things like that, I have felt completely unqualified in of like, mm-hmm. 
Lord, are you sure? Like, are you sure you have the right person for this? Because I'm really, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. So I don't know if you chose mm-hmm. the wrong person or what. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a lot of times that he takes like all of our amazing skills and is like, here you go, go do this for me. It's a lot of times, at least I think in the moments when I am the most weak that, that he ends up using me most because mostly because I'm relying on him. But right. um, can you kind of, do you have any scriptural examples of when he calls the unqualified? Yeah. I mean, I feel like all throughout the whole of scripture, like the old Testament and new Testament, he's, that's like a pattern for him, right? He's oh, calling yeah. these weak people and, I feel like also he's calling these people that aren't necessarily looking for this big calling or, you know what I'm saying? They're just either faithfully going about what they're doing already. Um, So, you know, one obvious one is like Moses in Exodus three, when he's, he's murdered someone in Egypt and he's run away and God is calling to him from this burning bush. And he has this speech impediment and he's like, why, you know, why would you send me? Like I have this Mm. speech impediment. Um, who am I that you would do this? And, um, he almost, he eventually like makes God mad because he keeps on being like, who am I, who am I, who am I? But God, I love God's response. He's, he keeps saying like, I will, God is saying, I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt. I will give these people favor. I will bring you up out of this affliction. And so the theme there is like, God is saying, I'm going to do that, but you're my vessel. You're my vehicle for this message, but I'm the one who's going to actually do it. So you go, but I'm going to do it. And that's Mm. the confidence that Moses can have is not in his speech and his eloquence, but in God's promise to do it, you know, and God's being with him. And then I love to, I was thinking about David. It's not necessarily that he was in weakness, but how he was just, just a, like a shepherd, you know, just like faithfully doing his job in, mm. in the pastures with these smelly sheep. And he was sort of the lowest in his family, you know, and wasn't from that important of a family, but yet mm. he's out there like taking care of them faithfully. And he's also like growing this heart for the Lord, like writing songs that in his mind, no one will ever hear, you know, Mm -hmm. from like the purest place of worship to God, these Psalms. And now like eventually he'd be a shepherd of the people and those Mm -hmm. songs would be sung by people. Even now they're being sung, these Psalms, you know? And so, um, just the idea of what's right in front, like, again, what's right in front of you to do instead of like, David never had the thought, I'm going to be the king one day. You know, like he just like mm-hmm. wasn't thinking that way. He was just being super faithful. And God, God is not like, hey, I have this calling for you, but I'm going to shroud it in mystery and I'll never show it to you. You have to like <laughs> sort out this riddle. He just leads you along to it, right? Mm-hmm. I think we just make it complicated sometimes. But if we're faithful to o- obey what he's clearly called us to do in scripture, and then we like look up and see what's right around us and what open doors are right there and you know how mm-hmm. we're made. I feel like God will lead us to what our calling is. Like he, mm-hmm. he already has put a calling on us and it's not even as much about our calling as it is about our character and you know, yeah, doing what, what's right in front of us to do. So I love that too um, about David, just his faithfulness in, Mm-hmm. The everyday, 
And uh, there's another quote real quick from Jesus when he about Jesus from Philip Yancey. He wrote a book called The Jesus I Never Knew. And I have never read a book by him until recently. Mm-hmm. But he um, who Jesus called like he called these blue collar like fishermen mm-hmm. from Podunk Galilee town and yeah. a tax collector and all kinds of people. And um, mm-hmm. Jesus, this is his quote. Jesus did not seem to choose his followers on the basis of native talent or perfectibility or potential for greatness. And then he says, I cannot avoid the impression that Jesus prefers working with unpromising recruits. And mm-hmm. I don't know how that all works out, but I just feel like that should, we should all take a lot of comfort in that. Like it's mm-hmm. not our talent or our ability that God sees and says, Oh, I need to use her. She's pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. it's more of like a, I can take anyone and use them in their weakness. Cause in our weakness, we're boasting in him and clinging to his power. And you know, it's not about your talent or anything. It's about following faithfully after him and he can use that, you know, for mm-hmm. sure. So it's so comforting to remember who the disciples were. So right? dang good. Yeah, because yeah. I think a lot of us fall into the trap, especially when we're comparing ourselves with other people. We're like, well, of course she's, you know, of course mm-hmm. God is using her in a way to be famous because she's pretty or she has this mm-hmm. kind of story or she has this kind of fam. You know, just we right. we totally feed into the lie that, God is only calling those specific people and for some reason they have so much more worth or God is shining so much more kindness or grace on them and that's just not the reality of it, right? And even when he calls us to something big like that, he's not going to promise us success in the world's eyes, right? But success to him is us being daily faithful Mm -hmm. and people coming to know him. You know, and the success is not necessarily in us fulfilling that or or being faithful, but but because of just his mighty work. Right. Yeah, Um, totally. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Um, So in light of that, it's so easy to compare our success to other people's Mm -hmm. like that. Um, So how could we then in comparing with other people remind ourselves of truths that God speaks over us. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's, it sounds so simple, but just being in his word. And I think also just being honest with some friends about what we were struggling, what we're struggling with. If we are struggling with that, um, telling and also just telling him like in prayer. And I, mm-hmm. I think too, like, uh, I've started taking like a a break from social media, like putting it on my calendar. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, every couple months I just get off of all social media for, it's like a, it's not like it's all, it's not bad to be on social media, but it kind of like pulls you out of those waters yeah. so that you can like hear clearly from the Lord and, and get away from it. I mean, just remove the temptation of comparison for a while. And, mm-hmm. and some people honestly like should jump ship for a while like I feel like some of my friends who some of my friends have just gotten off uh, social media specifically for a while and that's I think they're just trying to be faithful to what God's asking them to do but they Mm -hmm. felt like they needed to do that and so I know that's like 
oh no, like that would be terrible. Right? <laughs> what would we do? But I don't know, just to be open to like, to that too. I, I, that just came to my mind, but, um, I think that's, I think sometimes things affect us more than we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being, putting some disciplines in place, like I will not look at my phone or, you know, until I spend time with the Lord or mm-hmm. just anything, little disciplines like that, that are really habits that open us up to like the flow of God's grace. Like they're disciplines, but they're really like habits of grace, you know, that mm-hmm. I get off of social media, not just so I can say I did, but because I want more of the Lord and I don't want to fall into the temptation of always comparing myself to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. like that. Cause it's the day in day out, like yeah. routine. And when we get in the space of <clears throat> getting in the habit of, looking on Instagram all the time or looking at certain people's profiles or watching certain people's stories um, and just being constantly fed with, oh my goodness, you know, why do they have this? And Mm -hmm. um, why do they have this many followers? Then obviously that's going to be ingrained in the back of our head and start to begin or start to believe some of those lies when we're constantly feeding ourselves with that. Whenever yeah. you see something for the first time, you're like, oh, whatever. But if you're yeah. like, ob- if you're continually seeing it over and over again, then obviously you're going to start to believe it because you're just exposing yourself to it all the time. Right. Totally. So that's good. I think everybody should have frequent right. breaks from it because it is yeah. so consuming for sure. Mm-hmm. I think too, like asking yourself who, I just thought about this too, like who your heroes are and just reorienting our heroes because just reminding yourself, like for me, the reason I became like, I really, I started following Christ in the first place was not from any like big conference or anything. It was just a woman that like pursued me. Right. Mm -hmm. And told me about Jesus. And then in college, another woman discipled me like super faithfully and she's not getting any kickback from that. She's not mm-hmm. getting any likes or any, you know what I'm saying? And just like remembering, like no one knows her name, but she profoundly impacted my life. And I want to be her. Like I want to mm-hmm. I want to do that for people. Um, and so sometimes maybe God will use my music, but then there's a lot of places, like with my kids, a lot of unseen places where he's calling us to be faithful. And the majority of us... Um, like really aren't, aren't going to have be big influencer type people. We're just going to be faithful in our little sphere. And I think God is so pleased with that. And we don't have to do these huge things for God, although he might lead us into that. But I think most of those people who are doing those quote unquote big things, like they weren't, they didn't set out to do this big thing. They just Mm -hmm. sort of plotted along faithfully and, you know, and God, in God's economy, He's not like saying, oh, that person that started that huge conference is better than this person who's only discipling four people. Like, I really don't think he thinks that way. And so we can't think that way either. Mm-hmm. And we just have to remember how he works and who who the heroes are in the story. He's the hero. And, you know, he's the true hero. And then we can't make heroes out of, out of like celebrity types. We need to make mm-hmm. heroes out of the types that he would show honor to the mm-hmm. humble and the the people just doing the faithful work 
So, because you're right, those are the people that Jesus often went to, or not necessarily the religious people or right. the people that everybody was following, but it was the ones that everyone were like, hey, why are you hanging out with him? They yeah. are dirty, or they They're are. They're the ones that know they need him. That's, that's the best part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I always. So I have this analogy. I were, I uh, have a group of high schoolers at my church, and mm-hmm. I learned this uh, when I worked at camp in the summers, but I have this analogy, and usually I use it for, like, comparing our sins, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of thinking about how we could also do it for, like, comparing good works of kind right. of the same thing, of, like, we all have an Oreo stack, uh-huh. and usually I'm saying for sin, but, like, piling up the good works or the followers or whatever it is and we just Mm -hmm. pile up our oreos for as you know as well known we are how many you know good works we've done or where we serve in the church or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that the world is comparing and the lord only has this like eagle eye view like he Mm -hmm. only sees one oreo for each of us like no one he only sees if you're being faith like your heart if you're being faithful yeah right he's not like oh well she's doing this and so she's so Mm -hmm. much greater you know and so that's good to be reminded of of like Mm -hmm. isn't he the only one that we are trying to please even though it is really hard to stay in that place and not want to please people but Mm -hmm. he really is the only one that we're aiming to bring glory to and so if that's the case like there's nothing that we have to live up to as far mm-hmm. as being like other people. Okay, so these are a couple of questions that I ask every guest that comes on the podcast. Yeah. But uh, the first one is, what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20-something? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think, I mean, we've been talking about it the whole time, but I think, honestly, sort of somewhere between don't get caught up in I call it like a CrossFit Christian, like Mm. don't get caught up in doing huge things for God and like beating your personal best and like, you know, going up a level. Yeah. Don't get caught up in this, like doing big things for God thing. Um, or like looking sideways and seeing what other people are doing, but rather just be faithful to what God's put in front of you to do. And your, your story is not going to look like somebody else's story Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. That's good. That's how God designed it. Um, so I think that's one thing. But I think also, too, like I I sort of played it safe a little bit right out of school and just got like a normal corporate job. It was a creative job. It was in advertising, mm-hmm. but it was still like a just a on paper, very successful looking job. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yeah, and I kind of wish and I don't think God I don't I know that God has worked it out in his sovereignty and I don't think it was like a mistake you know, I don't think that it wasn't, wasn't like I got off track with the Lord's will or something, but I just feel like I, I wish that I hadn't played it safe either. Just kind of like taking some risks and asking honestly, what, what are my dreams? Like, what are my giftings? If I could do anything and not worry about failing or not worry about money, like what would it be? And then just ask the Lord if that's what we should do. And yet keep in mind that we're not that big of a deal. Like, we're just one small part of his big story. And this is his story. And we just get to play a part of it and run alongside where he's already working. So I think that's what I'd say is be faithful. Don't look sideways. But also take risks. 
while still remembering that you're not a big deal. <laughs> That's what I would say to myself. No, yeah. Like, kind of push out of what you think you're supposed to do and ask what you would really want to do. Because um, I think I probably would have started music a lot earlier. Mm. But again, God is sovereign and it's not like a choose your own adventure book where you like accidentally get off track and then you can never get back to this other thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because yeah. there is, again, culture just shapes that totally for us of like, mm-hmm. this is what you should do. You should move across the world and, you know, serve in another country for a few years and then come back and then right. have a really successful business, nonprofit, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but just be faithful where you're at and Mm -hmm. yeah. What is it that like the Lord has gifted you with? So like go for it and just see how he uses it. Yeah, exactly. I know you've given us a few, but are there any resources you could put in our hands around this topic? Yeah, I think that's hard. I don't, I couldn't think of like a specific one, Mm -hmm. Um, but there is this, there's an author named Hannah Anderson Mm -hmm. who's written a book called Humble Roots and it's about humility, and um, it's a compliment, though. Like a, it goes together with another book she wrote called "Made for More," and I think that's about how kind of like living into how God has made you, right? Okay. And so her, but I've only read, to be honest, I've only read um, "Humble Roots," but I loved that book. It was like mm. one of my favorite Christian books I've read in a while. Cool. Um, there's an album called by an artist named Jill Phillips who it's called in this hour and it's older. It's like 2011, but there's several songs about this, like about just showing up and being faithful. And, mm-hmm. uh, like one of the choruses says, um, like you don't have to save the world. All that hero talk is only superficial stuff. If you want to change the world, all you have to do is show up, just show up. Mm-hmm. And then the bridge is, no great things have I done. No great things have I done. Only small things with great love. And love makes a world of difference. You don't have to save the world. So just keeping in mind, like, success, what it really is. I thought I, I've, I've loved that song for a long time. It's probably because God has brought me, you know, mm-hmm. through this um, learning about what true success is. So, yeah. Oh, and for social media, there's a book called 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. Oh, um, by Tony Reinke, and it's great. But the, I know that's not specifically good. what we talked about, but I thought it was super helpful, and it's really very filled with scripture, but also a lot of research, and it's just convicting. Oh, it's yeah. good. It's changing you. So. Yes, we can use all we can get. Let's be real. <laughs> Those are good. Okay, and then lastly, what is refreshing you these days? Yeah, um, so I'm kind of nerdy when it comes to my reading choices. So, like, I really love Harry Potter. Maybe you do, too. Okay, I love, um, there's a book series called Wingfeather Saga by this guy named Andrew Peterson. Mm. So I like young adult fantasy fiction, which is, like, (laughs) so nerdy. I'm, I'm in a book club right now, and they're making me read all these, you know, novels that people my age read, but... It's good, though. It's good for me. But I really love a really good story. Mm-hmm. So whether it's like Harry Potter or even if I've already read it or like Chronicles of Narnia, like I'm reading Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia right now, or Friday Night Lights, the TV oh, show. Love that show. The best TV show. Mm, 
that has ever been. We are rewatching it right now. And <laughs> oh, no way. we watched it like many, many years ago. So I don't really remember what happened. And it's like, I turned to my husband the other day and I was like, I love this show. It is such a good story. And he's it like, is. okay. So and it's not like too thing. much. You know, a lot of those dramas, you're like, oh, it's a little much, but Friday Night yeah. Lights, it's classic. I know. I'm, I'm telling you. So that's one. Then I think advent, like going on little adventures with my family, like, or with friends, like finding a place to hike in Dallas, which is actually really hard to find mm-hmm. or getting into nature somehow is like super refreshing for me. Um, and then finally, I know it sounds like I'm trying to be spiritual, but I think being in God's word, like really being in it when you have time to just to hang out in there is, and maybe write a song from it is really, really refreshing for me. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm always like, why do I not do this lingering time more often? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, why didn't I get up earlier? Why didn't, you know, I'm always wishing I had longer once I'm in there. But um, it's refreshing to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was so yeah. good. And girl, you were preaching to me. So <laughs> thanks for having me, Emma. I appreciate it. It was so fun. Loved chatting with Caroline today. If you enjoyed our chat, will you head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that more ladies can be equipped by people like Caroline? Also, go check out Caroline's music. It's so good. I listen to her on Spotify all the time. Stay fresh, my people.